Welcome to the Eden Ideal Podcast. If you've been listening to our podcast from the start, first off, thank you. We really appreciate your support. Secondly, you would have probably noticed by now that we are all about trying to find ways to practically live out God's Eden Ideal. We try to do this through the application of teachings of Jesus, updated to fit in with our modern context. It's been a great journey so far, but we haven't actually spent much time explaining what we believe and why we think it's so important. So, in the next couple of episodes, we take some time out to properly break this down. In this episode, we all share our experience of growing up as Christians and feeling like there was something missing, both in terms of our understanding of the good news and in our lived experience. We discuss how a more complete understanding of the gospel has helped us to finally identify what we think is missing and start to put steps in place to walk in the full gospel. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Am I am I allowed to say this on air? Oh, yeah, We're putting this in. I mean, it's it's not. Bim doesn't secret. eat plantain. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, she told me that. I was like, "What?" You lost a point. That was Bim, yeah, I, mean, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. get it. Weirdo. Hey guys, I don't That's know what to tell you. I just so guys, I, I don't oh, like so, it. Sorry, I, I, I don't want to even go too far. But I, I, I did join a dating site. Yeah, and Ooh. I was talking to a guy. He's like Christian and everything, and I was like, "Oh, great!" Like you know great he has like a couple kids but i was like you know what i can i can still you know like okay fine oh then he really told me, you, you're I mean, on netflix now i was like i was like <laughs> wow I, okay, you know all right cool whatever it wasn't it wasn't too much of a like it didn't make me say all right i'm just not gonna chat to you anymore but you know what he said wait he but said, you didn't even say one is, kid you said multiple he has two kids yeah so that didn't make me like I was like, okay, I'm still going to just chat. I don't know. I spoke to your sister and she was a bit like, all right, you know, it's all right. Maybe, you know. So I thought, all right, you know what? I'll just chat. I'm just talking to people. Fine. He told me he was vegan. I said, bruh, I know this can work. There's lines. There's lines. I can deal with that, but vegan? <laughs> Get out of here! You say he's been vegan for seven years. I said, bruh, you're deep into this, you know. There ain't no coming back. I said, I said it's okay. I was like, you know what? You know what? Oh I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Vegan. Vegan. Nah, vegan, nah. Is a, vegan is a lot, you know. That's a lifestyle change. It's a lot. Change. It's a full on. I did it for a month last year. Oh. And geez. I mean, it's great. But you know when you start going to restaurants and you're like, oh, can you take this out? Can you take that out? Can you yeah. take this out? Yes, that's out? long. Nah, I was tired. Yeah, man. But yeah, there's some great vegan restaurants in London, though. Oh, yeah. But um, I'd go. I that's the thing. Difficult. He asked me if I would try it, like if I could become. And I, and I told him, like, no, I can't. <laughs> the only way that I can is if I have a chef that is cooking all vegan meals for me including snacks (laughs) like you gotta make everything or if i have a partner that's doing that including snacks that's just to say that i'm probably not gonna have either of those things 
<laughs> well, maybe in Jesus' name. But you I know, mean, he could like, have been that part. He could I have mean, been that partner cooking it for you. You know, he, oh, he, he, he literally just said, "Wow." But guys, by like, the way, I think be... I think we're gonna have this conversation someday. But veganism is part of the Eden ideal. I, I, I agree. I, 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 I do agree that it is a part <laughs> of the Eden ideal. I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, it, <laughs> maybe i'll stretch is. to vegetarian but maybe not we'll, veganism we'll, we'll come back to that conversation don't worry we'll wait can i just ask one follow-up question no no no, no that's true actually i don't know if it was me- i think vegetarian yes i don't think god would have minded us drinking milk from a cow even though that's weird in itself to be very you shouldn't honest do it anyway. that's <laughs> shouldn't be drinking milk from a cow because milk from cows is for baby cows but you know, hey ho, we do what we do these days. The one I really <laughs> struggled with was honey. I was like, come uh, yeah, on, nah, please. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I can live without honey. Oh, okay. nah, what? Nah, nah. You can live without honey. honey on a daily basis. Nah, be. What really? honey? Honey yeah, is so I'm good a, for so many things as well. Yo, how like are you gonna have healing? lemon and honey tea, bro, without no extra honey in it? That's how I have it. Have that, how can I don't Tony live without honey? Who said that? I can't believe you just said that. That's just like so that. out of character. Apart from tea, what else do you guys use honey for? A pancake on toast. What are you talking pancakes. about? Pancakes. Okay, but yeah, pancakes. Y'all ain't ever um, heard of golden Adi, syrup? I have maple golden syrup for pancakes. Porridge. You golden use it for syrup. porridge. You use it for yogurt. You use it for... There's bare things you can use honey for. Honey is even used... To heal wounds. You can even use it for medicine. When you have Wait, a like, sore like, throat, if it's there for medicinal. Okay. I thought you know. she meant like if your boyfriend breaks up with you, just have some honey to heal the heal the hurt. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you it's have like enough. a cut on your leg, you can use honey on it. I mean, no, I've never done it before, but I saw this it in a movie This has gone on for too long, man. Let's get into the topic. <laughs> that was, that was, that was sweet gist. Two minutes. Two I minutes. like gist. I like gist. To be honest, let's <laughs> like continue with too. the convo. Right, I think go, we should just go. have an episode of fully of this, just random life. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel is already planning just something banter. for this December. December time. So we're gonna nice. have some light, lighter episodes that aren't so. Oh, heavy. nice, cool. Okay, <laughs> so today we want to start by. I think today is going to be like a more deeper dive into why we believe what believe what we believe um and kind of evidence to support that but to start off um i wanted to give everyone an opportunity to kind of share what your personal experience of christianity has been we've all come from different backgrounds if you just like give um yeah but what has been your experience i'll, I'll start off so um my mom actually used to be muslim um, and she converted into Christianity when I was like one, so when I was very young. Um, so I was pretty much brought up. Oh my in a god! Christian... Same, same, really? same, same. Ah. Ex-Muslim buddies, ex-Muslim buddies. <laughs> but I, I never identified identify myself as Muslim. Like I've always known myself to be Christian, but my my mum's family on on her side mm. are Muslims, so and my grandma was Muslim. My mum's siblings were Muslim. Two of them have converted now to Christianity, but some are still Muslim. So I've always had that kind of um, relation to Islam in that way. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I've been brought up as a Christian, brought up in the church. 
Um, I just always remember going to church with my parents. It, it was like the done thing to do. It was kind of routine for me. Um, but I'd say I found Christ for myself as an individual when I went to university. Um, I think it was in my first year. And that was really where I took it seriously. Because up until that point, it was just, you do it because this is what mum has always done. This is, I'm always in church. This is just the routine. But when I got to university was when I really understood, okay, like there comes a point in your life where you need to have personal salvation. Um, So I gave my life to Christ in university. And from there, I've, yeah, been walking with Christ. Um, I'm still on a journey. I'm still, I'm still learning. Um, I think particularly this season, I've, my, my faith has been challenged a lot more. Um, I've kind of been deconstructing, I'd say, <laughs> a lot of the principles and theologies and the um, teachings that I've grown up on and kind of really challenging why I believe that. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's is what my, my personal experience of Christianity is so far, I'd say. Mine really almost mirrors yours exactly. I, I had that same same upbringing as Christian and the whole kind of just going through the motions. I remember, you know, my rebellious phases. I've done like <laughs> probably 25 altar calls in my life. <laughs> in, in, in and out. I remember my time when, when uh, I, I told my mom I wanted to go to a different church. And then I would like sneak out in the morning and say, I'm going to church, just go and sit at the bus stop for a few hours and then come, and then come back once they've gone to church. So yeah, it's been, wow. it's been a journey. But then at uni, I think uni for me as well, I joined the Gospel Society. And voce. Voce, voce. And that's where, that's where things started to get a bit serious for me. But I think even, even after that, after uni... And just then just being a Christian, I, I, I've always felt like something was missing. Like it just, I don't know. It just felt like, is this it? Is this, is it, is this all there is? And now we just, okay, now I go to church. I'm working in the church. I'm just going to keep on doing that, you know, or keep on telling more people about this. I'm not going to lie. Well, maybe we'll talk about this later, but. I always found it very uncomfortable talking about my faith as well with other people because mm. it always felt kind of, I don't know, awkward, judgy. No, I, mean, I, don't I know. felt like that that was almost um, an easy thing for me to do because I come from a lot of people that are, like my friends around me are Muslim, Jewish, um, Christian. So whenever it kind of gets into a debate, a debate kind of like just, I feel quite easy to talk about Christianity and my views. Mm. But that's how I mm. I grew up in in madness. That's true, you know. <laughs> like actually it, it's easier to talk to other people who have religion of some yeah. sort because mm. then at least you're not being looked at like a crazy person. Mm. <laughs> Someone yeah. who doesn't know who believes in fairy tales. But yeah, that's me broadly speaking. Yeah. I think for me it kind of follows on from <laughs> From um, what I think Bim and Tolu were saying, I 
I think my mum's side has like a Muslim background, but she's always been Christian. Her dad converted, I think, quite early on. Um, but I have grown up in the church. My parents have been very heavily in the church since I can remember. Um, so that's always been a thing for me. Like I can remember going to church at like 9am and going to, well, being in church for one, two, three, four services while my parents Rah. are doing their thing. That's, <laughs> that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of church. <laughs> that, that's a lot, but do you know how fun it was as a child? Like my parents, like I only went to one service, which was like the kids service. So from like maybe one o'clock until like six, seven, we were just like hanging around the streets of Peckham. It was great, man. The street was a yardie growing up. Okay. How good was that? The streets of Peckham these days are very gentrified. This yeah, yeah, they were great back in the days, man. Rachel, are you the one who stole my bike that time I was walking Shut through Peckham? Because I actually thought it could have been a girl, you know. <laughs> I cannot deal with you. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, actually, my memory of church um, as a kid was always fun. And I think generally when I was in secondary school and sixth form, um, I would say that actually my faith and my walk was actually quite strong. But when I got into uni the first few years, and I think I remember talking to Tolu, they were really difficult and they were really challenging. And I wasn't quite sure. Well, I had a lot of time to explore um, and question myself, well, question the faith. Um, And I think at one point I was just a bit like, I'm a bit done with this. Um, I wanted to leave church and everything. Don't know why I didn't, actually. Um, But I'm glad I didn't because I think I probably wouldn't be where I am today. Um, But alongside what Tolu was saying is that even though, like, towards the back end of uni, I started sort of exploring and I felt a bit more confident in what it is that I believed I still felt like maybe there was something missing the I don't feel like Christianity as we were sort of living or practicing was necessarily complete um and that's the thing that I've really struggled with over the last sort of couple of years um, not necessarily my faith but what it actually meant to be a Christian in our world mm. today I think mm. with me um <clears throat> I grew up as a Seventh-day Adventist so, oh. well, born into the Baptist church. So, up until about three, um, my mom and everybody in the family were Baptist. And then, if you know the Caribbean, there's quite a big thing in the Caribbean to be a Seventh day Adventist. Um, and then from there, kind of grew up in the church um, a lot. It's it was it was harder for me because you know how everybody goes to church on a Sunday. I went to church on a Saturday. And um, all the good things happened on Saturdays, but with the it's kind of like they kind of chose the. <laughs> Sorry, late laugh there. <laughs> very late, very late, like eerily late. It's like all, everybody at school is getting invited to people's houses, and yo, my mom's like, "Now nah, you can't because it's a Sabbath. You're not going out." 
So it's kind of like they go along the lines of um, the Jewish way. So it's like from sun to, mm. sunset to sunset. Yo, that Saturday, right off, you're not doing nothing. You're not watching TV. Mm. You're not... It was quite strict. and Because I was always around my grandma's house as well. So it was um, a lot of TV. As soon as, like, in wintertime, 4.30, 5 o'clock sunset come, yo... TV's off. You're not watching TV no more. Mm. Sit down right, and read a book. I did not book. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's real. This. So it's like, no TV. Because in the Jewish um, religion, you're not meant to do anything. You're not meant to have anybody to work for you or anything like that. So that's what they did on the Sabbath because it was a day of rest. Um. So yeah, that's how I grew up up until... Well, I'll say that I was going to Seventh-day Adventist Church until I was 14, 15. And then my mum realised, yo, I can't drag this boy out of bed no more to come follow me (laughs) to church. So, yeah, it was... I started sliding then and doing my own thing. And then it'll be like, me and my boys will go to church, but we'll turn up to church at after service. Just for the, the hangout <laughs> session. Literally, Bloody. just the hangout. Yeah, that was it. Just the so, hangout so session. So you didn't go to church? <laughs> we went to church. We were in the building. Well, after church. Wait, after wait, the why service. Did you go, why did you go? Oh, was, was there like loads of other young people and girls? Yeah, that was it. So we we'll literally girls. just go, uh, we'll just go <laughs> hang out. And then you're just like, so it was literally a rap when I started driving. Like there was, there was no stopping me. I will turn up to church. I will actually call people and be like, "Oh, when service over, let me know because I'm in the area." <laughs> <laughs> I just turn up, and that was it. But really, That's like, funny. it all kind of started to change. So when I met um, Pam, my wife, that's when it started changing because she, because when I, so I, I grew up in Northwest. She's in East London. And when I used to travel down, I used to come and get her from her mum's church, special church. So I used to go and pick her up, but she was quite in the faith, in her. So she was in, like, I could see that she was enjoying church. I just feel like maybe my church just wasn't for me. And then we started mm. going to church on Sundays and stuff like that. Then I could mm. still do what I want to do on a Saturday when the big party is happening. Finds yeah. So when I found Pam, finds a wife. Hey, hey, hey! Who finds a wife? See, that's a good reason boys and girls go to church. That's it. You go to church. Even though I wasn't even in church, so. I had like a good, what, two, three years off of church at that point. I hadn't stepped foot in a church. And um, yeah, but now it's kind of like I've, I found a new uh, a new love for, for God. Through my relationship with Pam, it's kind of like she's, she's um, taught, taught me how to to read the Bible and how to interpret for it. Interpret. And do you know, I'm not going to lie, Tolu, so you are that guy and you've actually you've you've Aww. you've opened my eyes from the beginning when we first met so when, remember <laughs> oh, i nice. met you around about the first time i met pam as well mm. so from you you actually 
I can see the love that you had for the Bible from back then. Back then? Yeah, the thing, you weren't Man. in it like you are now, but you, I, I was going faking it. <laughs> like, you, faked, you faked until you made it. <laughs> but literally, it was like, I could see, and after getting to know Tolu even more, it was like, and I'm seeing everybody around me enjoying enjoying the word. Mm. And I'm like, mm. there's got to be something in it for me to, like, in it for them that I can most probably get a little bit of it. Mm. So, and through that, I've literally just, I've taken, gone with the reins. I've got literally bedside table. I've got my Bible on there now. I, I'm listening to all sorts of things. Oh, um, wow, Dwayne, I didn't know. Yeah. This is quite a sweet story, man. Yeah, yeah, it man. Is, no, it all is, of this. It is. Yeah, you big softy. You know, I'm not. Um, if you knew me back in the day, you know. <laughs> I am now. I'm a family man. Look at me now. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah, that's um, my story. That's me. That's really good to know, man. I don't know how we've not had this conversation before, <laughs> but um, yes. Yeah, so me, I. Um, I grew up in church. Um, like, I've, I've I've always known to go to church. Do you know what I mean? Like, be there for hours. Because I think, I, I feel like I remember going to Redeem when I was younger. Like, way younger. Um, so, yeah, would always be going to church with my mum, you know, with the family. When I go to, say, at other family members' houses, we go to church. So, basically, my whole family is... Um, pretty much christian um i guess i was probably in college when i remember they had the truth about hip-hop that i remember that that whole um dvd came out people were throwing away their cds and stuff like that and i guess i've always been a bit like sorry bim bim rachel do you know what cds are i know you guys are quite young the circle things are shiny. The circle things are shiny. <laughs> you guys you put get them out in there, man. You can put them in your car still. I think they might be still in your car. Please carry on. So I guess for me, I've always like, I've always, I've always believed, and I've always tried to do the right thing. I feel like it, it, being a Christian has shaped me. Whether or not I have always been super as deep as I am now, as um, like, yeah, I, I've never been as deep as I am now um, at that time. But I've always, it's kind of always been the running thing. So, you know, when you have, you always have that thing in your mind that tells you, okay, maybe you shouldn't do that or maybe you should do this or whatever it might be. But I always did question things as well because I remember when everybody did throw away their CDs and I didn't throw away my CDs because I was like, bro, you're going to buy the, first of all, like many, you are literally just throwing everything. Like, why don't you just give it to charity or something? I, I, like, at that time, that's what I was thinking. What charity wants your CDs? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Charities want CDs, you know, you know, I don't know. So, you know, but then I, I did think, like, I was watching them throw away this. I just remember thinking, you're, you're being so extreme. Like, and all those people went to buy their CDs back, let me just say. I was like, this is definitely like a phase. And it was. So I was like, mm, okay, cool, whatever. Continue going to church. Ended up going to a church that um, 
started feeling a bit like a youth club. So I was like, I'm not going anymore because yeah, I, like this isn't this isn't what I'm what what I'm looking for. I'm not finding it here. It's mm. it's not really seeming like I'm learning anything here. So I kind of didn't really go for like a year or so. I was just, you know, doing whatever wake up you know sundays if you're not going to church now you can wake up at whatever time and just <laughs> go to your friend's do house you. or whatever you know just do you basically yeah so i was just doing that and then somebody invited me um a family member invited me to the church that i go to now and they had really good youth um really good youth um church at that time um actually where i met tolu and tolu's sisters and everything um but it was really good at that point so again still i was still just going joint choir still just going you know um uni i started going and then a few of my friends changed to being like pan-africans and that was a really tough time for me because they were kind of going through a journey where they were losing their faith in God and I couldn't understand how you could know something for like your entire life and then suddenly just be like I, like I don't like I don't believe in Wait, this anymore this Wait, is not true <clears throat> basically they were Christians they grew up in a Christian home and mm. then Suddenly they started, you know, reading a whole bunch of, um, I think, yeah. So, you know, just different um, books and everything that kind of says that, you know, Christianity is like, it's, it's not like the religion for Africans. Before, before the white man came to Africa, we had our own religions in all different countries. You know, we all had our own mm. gods and stuff like that. So... How is it that we just left all of those behind, basically? And obviously, um, let me just have a caveat here. I don't really, I, I'm not speaking for Pan-Africans or anything like that. I don't know everything that Pan-Africans believe in, but I can only speak for my friends who were making this transition and were essentially just losing their faith in God. And that was a really tough time for me because I didn't feel like I could speak to them i didn't feel like i could have a conversation with them to bring them back and that's the time at which i started really looking at what am i learning why can't i have these intellectual conversations with my friends who are bringing to me books they're they're telling me passages in the bible and um I can't refute the way that they're speaking this passage. Like I knew that it wasn't right, but I didn't know how to actually say anything. Do you get what I'm saying? I couldn't, I couldn't speak like that. I couldn't, it. I couldn't defend anything. And mm. that was something that I struggled with so much. And I started being really upset because I was like in church, they're not teaching me to go out into the battlefield, inverted commas, to be able to stand up and say, no this like, i can't fight my corner right now and i look dumb do you get what i'm saying like, i just look like i'm following the crowd do you see what i'm saying fashion. but i i'm just following fashion and i knew that i didn't want to and in all of this i never once thought maybe they're right i always stood 
in the fact that I knew that no, God is real, Jesus is real. Like I always knew that, but now that kind of energized me to want to know more. I wanted to be able to speak when somebody was saying something to me that I was like, mm, no, actually. I can refute that or I know this or do you know what I mean? I just wanted to be, I, I wanted to have more knowledge. So yeah, I joined our Bible study that we have um, like some years ago and literally through that again, Tolu, his sisters as well. Um, as we've been kind of going on the journey, it's been a blessing to have friends that are also going on the journey and yeah, we've just learned so much. So um yeah now i'm kind of here and it's it's really weird to think that i'm here now and before i thought that oh i was i knew stuff but like to think oh wow i actually know way more stuff now <laughs> it's like it's actually it's bare it's bare um it's enjoyable the bible is gisty as really my friend is. siobhan and i would say the bible is really very is. gisty it's so interesting so yeah for me, that's the thing that really surprised me how I've been in this religion for like almost my whole life and and like serious in the religion, but I feel like I only started reading the Bible for properly last year or so. Same here. Or, Same like, here. Yeah, I've read the Bible. I've read I've read the Bible, but like I only feel like I only just started to understand the Bible and read yeah. it. It's like you like, get into big conversations over yeah, one verse. Yeah. Like you yeah. get like literally you hit a yeah. verse and it's like, no, but what does that actually mean? And after then you're like, No, but I know in this part of the Bible I can find yeah. this bit, I can find the answer to that in this bit. And it's like yeah. boom. It's like you can actually <laughs> deep you could de- I, I have to. I have to say, like a lot of that journey, definitely prompted by the Holy Spirit. But Bible Project guys, Bible so I need project, to shout. Yeah, I need to shout out my shout guys. Out to the I Bible need to project. shout out my, the BibleProject.com. Yeah, listen to their podcast, watch their YouTube videos. They really. This open is not up an ad. Bible. This is a personal <laughs> thing. Yeah, Please check them out. But I think I want to ask you guys. The thing, one of the things for me that I struggled with coming up with Christianity was just questions. And a lot of the times not getting adequate answers or being shut down and not being allowed to ask certain questions. Yeah. And it was kind of just like, yo, you just need to have faith or like Mm. something that doesn't quite like hit the spot in terms of mm. you know i i can i definitely was willing to recognize that god is above and beyond and he's different you know but i could un- explain in that context you know but sometimes like i would ask some questions and people would just say oh you're still drinking milk and honey like milk, you're not yet a mature christian to understand yeah. and i'm like it's like people really? would think make you feel like Christianity is not a journey. Like they already knew everything, but actually yeah. you just don't mm. know some stuff. Sometimes people won't just say, you know what? I'm still learning it. Like as a pastor, I'm still learning it. As a pastor, you don't have to know everything. You mm. can be still learning cool. things. Well, as as <laughs> a pastor, you should, you should know yeah. that you should don't know everything. Be, yeah, you should mm. know that. But then you then have answers like this. Ah, uh, just have like, 
answers that are just or not even satisfying. Like just read your bible that used to really frustrate me because no one ever taught you how to read your bible yeah. it's like just go read your bible, like, read your bible. Yeah. Cool. genesis like it was it's such true. a struggle to 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 <laughs> get through the bible especially when you don't understand things like you're reading mm. things and you're like yeah i just don't understand like trying to get through leviticus and numbers and those type of ones (laughs) like that's where i always stopped when i was trying to do bible in a year like i would get through exodus (laughs) but you can't get through those ones and i just yeah i just thought like why are we not teaching because now even in our bible study we've gone through those books and there's so much richness in them you know so much there to get out of them but we just weren't taught these things back in the day yeah. yeah i always used to I struggle wanna... a lot with culture as well mixing yes. culture with church i hated that so much like mm. as in yeah i go to a nigerian church but this isn't in the bible like you know those kind of things like people would tell you things and it's like no this is what you think that you're using the bible to tell me to that this is what out. it is but this isn't in the bible this is just you personally using the bible to try and tell me to not do something that you don't yeah. like but that's not yeah. what it is do you know what i mean like people just using i hated that as well i can't lie but even that just... terminology like nigerian church there's no like it should be a church that happens to have nigerian people yes like, mm. yeah. do you get what I mean? like nigerian yes. church should not be a thing <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's not even just um nigeria well Churches that are predominantly attended by Nigerian people. There are, <laughs> there are other um, churches that you can tell, like once you walk in, there's such a strong culture. There's there's a look or there's a vibe that mm. you yeah. can tell, like, okay, this is this kind of church as yeah. opposed to yeah. another church which has a different vibe. And again, that that really is based on is based on people's preferences, is based on what yeah. they would like but it's not it's not scriptural i mean you don't have to dress a certain way to be in a church to be accepted into a church but some churches it's like that's their standard and Mm. if if you're not dressed in this way then in our eyes you're sinning kind of thing you know what Mm. that's really sad because like i remember there was a time in um south africa i think my dad or one of his like minister friends was like ministering to a lady and after hearing the gospel or hearing what they had to say she didn't even argue with that her one point her one sticking point was if i wear trousers does that mean i'm sinning and like i was like that is really sad because you've obviously heard this multiple times but people have told you that if you come to our church you can't wear trousers or you're you're not worthy and that's the only thing that stopped you from going to church Mm, yeah yeah. i think it's it's just so it's not imagine that imagine not be like that's the reason why you can't you don't go and you miss jesus like you miss so much just Mm. because exactly somebody has told you can't wear trousers that's another thing i struggled with was it, it just seemed like church was about behavior modification and yeah the thing that i struggled with the most with that was different churches had different behaviors and then they would preach those behaviors as like Mm. this is salvation this This is is it like and and i was just really confused all the time like 
okay, these guys say this, and they're really staunch. Like there was a, I don't know, Rachel, if you were around when there was this kind of church slash cult going around. The cult. Yeah. Wow. Don't call that a cult. No, 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 no. It legit was a cult. It, it legit was a cult. I won't say legit. what they're called. I won't say I'm what they're gonna... called. Is it the same? Is it the one that. Um... Don't say names or. Yeah, yeah I won't yeah, say names, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. It okay, is. okay, okay. It okay. was a. Oh, I want to Like, so many, so many, so many people <laughs> that, like, were friends of ours that, you know, we used to be in the gospel society together, joined them, and literally, like, all of them became some next level kind of isolated group. They weren't hanging out anymore. Like they, they were so hard on like meeting every day and going out and evangelizing. I even thought one of the girls were cute, but I couldn't talk to her because they were like separate like that. Like, and I just thought, and then they, their big thing was they thought that their way. And I mean, just their church was the only right way. Mm. Wow. So when when they would come and talk to you, they'd be like, "You have to come." You know, like our prophet is the one that's seen, spoken to God or whatever, and this what? is the right. And I'm like, "What?" So you're saying every other Christian out there is wrong, apart from just your little church? And they were like, "Yeah." And I just thought, this is so weird. Like, how can you guys? And like, most pe- people were failing exams. A lot of my friends who joined yeah. that were just like. You know, failing exams and all that kind of just really right, yeah. Like, so this was the kind of thing that starts manipulation and control. Nah, you don't even understand the half of it. (laughs) Please make me understand. I mean, it sounds a bit like a cult. (laughs) Sorry, do you know they got mine? And um, am I allowed to say people's names on this? But anyway, me and one of my friends um, numbers, and they started texting us, and we both like we're like we did not give anyone our number. Like, how do they get our number? It was actually That's mad. I'm really weird. glad we dodged that bullet. But, like, on the same, like, on the same line as that, um, one of uh, my friends, I, I won't say the name of her church, but I spent quite a significant time uh, amount of time with her a few years ago. And their church, one of the big things um, that they really believe in is along the whole keeping the sabbath holy um and spending weeks and weeks like on end with her mm. the vibe that i really got was that was that if you go to church on a sunday then you won't make heaven mm. like even though what? everything else we believed in was pretty mm. much the same it was just that, just that one, one sticking point. Oh. If you go on Sunday, Sunday. you won't make it. As in, if you Saturday. don't keep the Sabbath, if you because don't the keep Sabbath the Sabbath, is Saturday. Okay. Wow. Wow. And I, oh my gosh, I struggled so hard with that. And I guess, like as well, at the time, as Tadeo was saying, it was really difficult for me to to sort of back up my beliefs. Mm. Um, in terms of the word, but it just seemed we're not equipped. It just seemed bizarre to me that you're telling me that we believe the exact same thing, but because of this one day, that's it. That's it. It was only, so then, you know, the and that's the what day, you're telling it people. The, it was only the other day that I only realised why Saturday and Sunday was a thing. Why the they? I was um, going to say you guys should explain the whole. Yeah, because it was totally that explained totally, it. It was that totally explained it once, and I thought, wow, okay. I think that Tolly, you said it the best. 
I think you yeah, should say because if I say it, it. I won't. I mean, the Bible project guy said it the best. <laughs> I was just regurgitating <laughs> what they said. Um, but I, what and they then your said, sister had a, ver- a verse that was literally exactly what that was. I don't know how people have missed the verse, but... Con- yeah, con- so con- I, I think the Sabbath obviously was the thing that the the Jewish people used to do on they Friday still do. night to, to Saturday night. Yeah, they still do. They still do it. But just it was just context in that the early church, like people like Paul, Peter, these guys were Jewish and they used mm-hmm. to actually observe the Sabbath as the Jewish tradition and Christianity came out of the Jewish tradition. For them, they didn't see themselves as Christians or Jews. They saw themselves as Messianic Jews. So like they were, Jesus was just carrying on the tradition that they'd always come up with. So on the day Jesus died, the Sunday, they would gather in their homes and have a feast in honor of that and talk and discuss that. So that became the day that like traditionally Christians met but it wasn't like this is this day is now the sabbath or anything like that it was just we're coming here to so they would have probably done sabbath on saturday and met with their fellow christians on sunday Sunday. and and celebrated jesus for them it was all the same thing i don't know why in modern world we've decided to say okay sunday is a sabbath or why we've decided to attach such i don't know like if you don't do it, if you do this one, you do that one. It means X, Y, Z. But I think that was just the insight. I think we talked about it in more detail that I can't remember. But yeah, you said a bit more, but it's still yeah. I mean, you still got it. to ask you guys um so you guys were all talking about your journeys did you find that you were stable like in terms of your your faith or your your understanding or were you kind of do you mean was was there ups and downs throughout that because like i was i was very interested to hear that you said you know throughout even when your pan-african friends were coming through you didn't waver at all yeah, I think it's really weird that I didn't as well because it was such a strong... Like, I remember being in my room, literally, we're having yelling matches. My mum's in the other end of the room. We're having yelling matches and I'm crying and they're really trying to say... They're basically saying to me that, you know, you've been brainwashed. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that's the way that they're coming at it from. And I couldn't say, no, I haven't. I, I could say, no, I haven't, but I couldn't say... Why yeah. I knew I hadn't. That's what I want to. That's what I, so that's I, what I wanna, that's why I want to understand. But, yeah, like how <laughs> how did you? Because for me, the only way I managed to, to the times when I was kind of on it and on fire was when I was kind of just surrounded by it and fully immersed in it, like in a church or with our gospel society. But I found that whenever I wasn't kind of in that space, then all the questions would start coming again. Do you know, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what, for me, I, I say, I didn't necessarily have questions. I just knew that I, yeah, I didn't really have 
I had questions about the way that people did things within the church. Those are my questions. I didn't, I never questioned whether, obviously you've had questions before, like in your mind, but I never really questioned whether or not Jesus was real, whether or not this was, this was all a scam. I never really had those questions in times of types of questions. Sorry. I just had questions about how people were preaching things like, Hmm, that doesn't sound quite right. Or I don't know if I believe in that. But and mind you, even though I didn't really falter in the fact that I didn't in the fact that I um believed in Jesus Christ or not, I wasn't like some perfect child. I was living a yeah, life thought, of a I young Taddea person, was a like gangster when I first met her. And <laughs> being very nice. And I know you don't want to say the word that you really thought I was <laughs> because we're on air. Because you're very incorrect. But no, yes. I thought as a, as like a cool thing because I was like a nerd loser. You were like, hey. You I know. thought Tolu was like Pastor's pet. Bring Pastor an That's what I thought Tolu was at church. Like. And now I'm the most rebellious one of the lot. <laughs> we're rebellious together. But yeah, like I was not perfect. But I just, I don't know. I just had the hold on. Jesus is real. So mm. everything that I'm doing wrong, I knew I was doing it wrong. But yeah. you know when you sin bears, sometimes you can you now just start to justify justify the sins that you are doing. And if you're not really spending time with God anyway like that, it's not like I was having prayer meeting or going to Bible study. You're not really feeding it like that anyway, you know? So I think yeah. you brought up a, a, a very sorry, go on Rachel. No, I was just going to say that I think for me, one thing, like Tadio, I don't think I ever got to a point where I necessarily questioned who Jesus was or that I believe in him. But one thing I really struggled with and I struggled with like from a very early stage was the lack of transparency within the church. Mm. Um, I really struggled with the fact that everyone wants to give this put off like put up this um persona that they're perfect their life yeah. is perfect we don't struggle within the faith um mm-hmm. or we don't need constant encouragement um or if you sin like when like we're all sinning so i really really struggled with that and that is i think when i said that i questioned the way Christianity was or the way the church was doing things or I don't feel like we were doing what we were called to do it all came from that because everyone was just so focused on looking holy and And that's just so detrimental to to everyone within the church so yeah I think that's that's the crux of it I think that whole you guys mentioned that word sin I think I think man my relationship with that word over time has just been very, very destructive in certain times. Like, like amount of shame, amount of guilt, amount of shaming that I had done as a result of that amount of guilt tripping, mm-hmm. amount of self-righteousness, amount of pretense, amount of realizing that you're pretending and then feeling like crap. Like that whole culture around that, 
word was just a very difficult one and i i what i used to struggle the most with was if everyone is a sinner and i know that everyone like at least my church was small i could point out things that people have done that are not you know legit but then when someone would do something that was visible you know Mm. like everyone would come down so hard on them and i and i just used to be so confused like i don't understand like i get it we're all meant to be working towards a standard but it seems like there's standards within standards and like the way yeah. we treated mm. people outside of the church like ah, i just struggle with that whole thing it's like are we not all in the same boat like what's the difference mm-hmm. here yeah, I think it's it's yeah. we're starting to get towards kind of where the conversation leads towards the Eden ideal, I guess. Because I think all of these struggles are the things that would have prompted us to where we are. Prompted us, yeah. Yeah, so 100%. I wanted to ask, knowing what you guys know today, what would mm. you say or what would have been the change in your answer to um how would you describe the gospel like if someone asked you many years ago um Tadeo, for example when you were in that battle with your friends and what would you say then compared to what would you say now like just to get an understanding of how how our mm-hmm. thinking has evolved what would i say now um i guess i guess then i wouldn't have known exactly it's just so many different things i guess um just even understanding the garden of eden and how much even just grace and how god had god gave adam and eve the grace to 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 still have like just to deep the fact that when they left the garden of eden he was still with them things like that like just the love of god like just is that what you is that what you would have said back then no never because i wouldn't have known that do you know what i mean back then i would have just been like i would have just spewed out the jesus loves you i just know that jesus is real because i feel him um i feel i feel god i know all the things that god has done for me all things that are true but it would have never gone any deeper than that do you know what i mean now i feel like i can actually take you from genesis not super fuckers i mean obviously as you said we've only kind of got to <laughs> you already got to like a bit the judges, <laughs> but I could confidently take you through some of the things that I've learned, and even just your relationship with sin. I think I, would, I probably would have gone to the the facts of the law because mm. that's the thing that people usually ask about. Oh, but what about this law? What about that law? And now I would be able to kind of explain exactly what the law is, um, how we're supposed to look at the law and stuff like that. I don't think I've really answered your question, but it would be, yeah. I know a lot more about more different things now. So, yeah. yeah. Should, we, should we ask overall just what, what do people think the gospel is? Or what do we, what's the definition of the gospel traditionally? Traditionally, it's the good news. Always John three sixteen, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one you hear all the time. <laughs> For God so loved the world that He gave His yeah, so yeah. Son, <laughs> that whosoever believes yeah. in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Yeah, yeah. I think, 
yeah i i think that's the primary thing it's all around sin i think when people try and share the gospel it's kind of like we're sinners we've fallen short of god's glory and in mm. his infinite mercy and love he sent his son jesus to die on our behalf so that we can get back into right relationship with with god have i missed anything out i would say that's I think the resurrection, the resurrection, yeah. Jesus died, he raised again, and in his life, we now have new life through the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I, and that, that was all every, true, all true, all true, all completely is, true. Yeah. I think what, one true. thing I struggled with that was there was that, but then there was, I still didn't quite get how that related back to my sins and what I was doing. Because on one end, I was being told that, you know, Jesus Christ has done it all. But then on the other end, there was such a heavy focus on my sin still. Using things like the Ten Commandments and all the other laws and instructions. So I was very confused about what did Jesus actually do and what's my role? What do I do now? Like, what does it mean for me to actually operate as a christian and yeah i think the theology was very muddled for me up until recent years when i've really really started studying it but i've always struggled with that yeah i'd say um similar to you tolly i've always um thought of the gospel as jesus came um he was on this earth um he healed the sick he 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 ministered to people and he died on the cross three days later he rose again and he did that so that we may have life and have it more abundantly that for the most part has been my definition of the gospel and if someone was like to ask me if if, if i was to evangelize to someone that is that is what i'd say but recently I've been studying a lot more and like, especially from watching American gospel, which like, I think you guys should all watch. Cause that show was just like, psh, like give, it, give it a look. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, watch watch it it, watch it, it makes it. you question a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. and they, they mentioned the scripture in, um, Mark one fourteen, which talks about, um, when, when John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee pro- proclaiming the good news of God, which is the gospel. The gospel is the good news. So they were saying, well, how can the gospel purely be focused on Christ and his resurrection um, when Christ himself was preaching the gospel whilst he was still alive? Surely there must be more to the gospel than just, you know, Christ died so that we may live because we've fallen short of the glory of God. There must be more. And it really got me thinking because it's true. Like when we talk about the good news, it's this God, Jesus was already doing that before, before he died, before anyone even came into the revelation of Mm. he's going to die and raise. So when he sent out the 12, mm. he he told them, go and spread the good news. He hadn't died. Mm. He hadn't died. So I'm just deep in it. I'm just deep in it. Girl. (laughs) I've been deep in it I'm too. Just deep in it. Um, and I, I really What's think that because yeah. um, I've been studying it and I'm still like learning. I'm still on a journey. But um, in Isaiah 61 verse one, it talks about the um, basically the prophet Isaiah was prophesying Jesus 
who was to come and he was saying of Jesus, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. I believe that is the good news. I believe that's the heart and the centrality of this is the gospel. So, so when now in, in my current state, if I was to talk about the gospel, it's about, it's about Jesus bringing freedom. It's about him setting people Mm. free. It's about him biting up the brokenhearted. He's all about, um, making people better. It's not, Mm. there's not really much of a focus of you've sinned. You're not worthy. It's more of a focus of, no, I'm bringing good news to you. Like you're poor, but I'm bringing good news to you. You're brokenhearted, but I've come to bind up your broken heart. Like you're captive, but I've come to make you free. Yeah. Like it's love, it's liberty, freedom. I think that's the centrality of the gospel. But for so long, I thought of it as the Easter message, essentially, um, Christ dying and, yeah. and being resurrected. We haven't which even I think talked about hell. Of it. We haven't even talked Whoa. about punishment, we eternal, about hell. eternal wow. damnation. <laughs> the way that he you said it. You talked about hell. Yeah, that was that was that was that was part of it. Like I was told, I, but what people always used to get at me was if you go and speak to someone or you share your faith with evangelists and you don't tell them about hell, you're not telling them the full gospel because you're trying to. Yeah protect them or protect their you know you're lying to them so you have to tell them about eternal punishment in hell that's why you should be coming to that's why you should follow all the other stuff like i was running away from hell more than i was running towards jesus towards jesus yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and how do you run away from hell all of the things all of the rules Mm. and regulations that everybody says just back to the law isn't it yeah Mm. back to the law Um, which no remember, one follows like, in its entirety, which always it's not confused possible. me. So I was like, mm. why are you taking some of these laws more than others? Like, I'm pretty sure that God sees, like, like, did you guys ever see that picture of how God sees sin, how the world sees sin, and how God sees sin, sin where it's, sin. everything is the same? Sin is sin. Yeah. So mm. I was like, hmm. So why do you think that you're better than me because you don't do this particular sin, but mm. you're definitely mm-hmm. at home doing a whole bunch of other sins? So, you know, yeah, that was, those are the things that I really struggled with. Bim, to add to your description of the gospel, I think when Jesus, the one thing that Jesus talked about the most was the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Like for him, he saw the gospel as ushering in that kingdom. So everything you read about, you know, proclaiming freedom to the poor, that's the kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is near. And I think there are so many, uh, my, it's the number one most talked about thing in the gospels of Jesus. Yet my vocabulary on the kingdom of God was zero. I probably heard it as a as a like a synonym for the church, you know, or the body of Christ. So yeah, get them into the kingdom. But in terms mm. of actually describing Jesus's kingdom. kingdom, I've I'd mm. never heard of it. And I just when I when I actually clocked that, and I thought, wow, this is something Jesus 
everything he talks about all of his parables are about this thing yet i as a christian that have been a christian for like 20 years i've never had a proper conversation about this thing something's missing yeah and i think that's what yeah. really launched me into my new journey of discovery or rediscovery of the bible and what we're mm. actually trying what jesus was talking about so mm. what we should then be talking about do you think the kingdom of god is heaven oh uh, yeah, yes <laughs> yes i think yes. The, i think the kingdom <laughs> of god let, well let's just break it down right a kingdom is a domain of a king so yes when they when people say the kingdom they really mean the space that a king rules over so if that king is god wherever god presides over becomes heaven so does he not preside over earth so when he if if god is to preside Mm. over earth earth becomes his kingdom and i think is that not happening right now no i don't think uh, if when you do when you do something that isn't god's will god's not presiding over your life if you start beating your wife right now, God's not presiding over that situation. No, but he is. He's he's. It, it would be oh. being judged, right? Like you, well, you're I mean, living your life the way that it should be. You should not beat your wife because it's wrong. Mm-hmm. One and also <laughs> because God is judging you yeah, on that. No, no, but but what, what what I mean is my new understanding of the kingdom is is whenever the will of god is being done that state or place or person is experiencing the kingdom it's operating of god. in the kingdom, the kingdom of also god. if you were yes. to live the right way right now living the way that god wants you to to live you are technically in his kingdom yeah and that's what jesus christ said and you're in heaven then you're in heaven right then and say so if i was to live a sin-free life right now the way that god wants me to live I am in the kingdom. I think you... that what you're saying? Uh, you're importing the vocabulary <laughs> of heaven. You're importing the vocabulary <laughs> of heaven. I've said, when you do the will of the king in a place, you are in the kingdom of the kingdom. that king. When you are doing the will of... This is not... This isn't theology. This is... The British Empire, what, what when they yeah, sent an em, uh, when they sent their emissaries to Africa and they took over Africa and then they made Africa into their image and they Countries gave us their, their languages, yes. their whole everything. They were extending their kingdom over because people were doing in okay. in my country Nigeria, they were doing the, how, yeah. the bidding of the queen. So that became Mm -hmm. a territory of that queen. So it became a kingdom. But if there was a rebellion and then you got your independence, that place stopped being, you know, so the kingdom, the kingdom, right? It's where, Mm. where a thing is following the rule of a king. I think it becomes that person's territory. So you're, you're saying you, you actively have to be doing the will of God to be considered part of the kingdom of God. Yes, and at I any point, so. if you're not in that will, you're out of the kingdom. I believe so because what the, again, if 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 the kingdom of God, let's stop thinking about kingdom of God as a place and more as a state. 
The kingdom of God is a、uh-huh. state where the rule of God, where God reigns, where, where、mm-hmm. his rulership reigns. So if you're not doing his will or he's not there with you, then how is it his kingdom? But then you could argue that, because、um, the scripture says everyone has fallen short of the、mm-hmm. glory of God, right? But we're all on a journey, we're all evolving. So、mm-hmm. there's always something at some point in our lives where it's not completely aligned to this, God, this, right? This,、yeah. this is why the kingdom hasn't been perfected yet, right? And when Jesus comes and completely makes everything aligned, then it's fully. Then we'll inherit the full kingdom, right? So, yeah.、Okay. So are we, we ever aligned, living、though? in the kingdom then? Of course.、Mm. You, 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 Jesus Christ said, when you do these things, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Like, when you, when you, if right now. It comes near to you, so you wouldn't be in it. Oh, no, it's here and now. It's, it's, it's here, it's here <laughs> present and now. I was thinking the same thing as Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just using the language that they use in, the, in, in, in these verses. But no, like, I'm not trying to take us down any like, particular rabbit hole here. I'm just saying、hmm. the kingdom of God, as with most other kingdoms that we even understand, just the vocabulary of kingdom is when. The king's domain is present. Now, there might be, you know, things that, like, because I guess what you're trying to get at is so if you stop following God in any moment, are you out of the kingdom? Are you then、God? now out of the kingdom? Yeah, is, your,、mm. is one foot now out? You now,、so、yeah, you know, not really I think, there. I think that, that, that kind of still is about still seeing the kingdom as a space. Like a, a place, but you have to look at it as a space, right? It, it has to be as, yes,、yeah, for the, the sentence that you're making to make sense, it has to be a space. The, 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 yeah, the, yeah. the, the empire, the, the British empire, they were there, they made that space, that country, their country, right? So, if it, like for that to kind of try to make sense within our head, in, within our minds. You kind of have to think about it like, yeah, is, is it the space then? Like, that's why okay, let me, I think the question has come out. Let me, be more, let me be more explicit. Let me be more explicit so people get a bit more. I was answering your question, but let me actually give a more complete. And I think in the second part of this discussion, I'd like to actually like spend some time spelling it properly out. But just to answer the question, I think the kingdom of God is where、mm-hmm. something that God is trying to create on earth. He's been doing that right from the time of Adam and Eve. He's been trying to establish humanity as his representatives here on earth. So, right now, we're in a space where he's working on us to make us into the people that can create that kingdom or, or dwell in that kingdom or inherit that kingdom with him. So, it, where there are moments where we. Follow that will and you know, just listen to the Holy Spirit and take things forward. I definitely think, yeah, we're going in the right direction. The kingdom of God is coming, drawing ever and ever closer. But of course, we're still on a journey and we still, you know, falter every now and then. So it's not perfected, but a time is coming where He will come and perfect it properly. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Eden Ideal Podcast. 
As always, we'd really like to hear about your own personal experiences, feedback, or general thoughts. You can get in touch with us directly via Instagram or Twitter at The Eden Ideal. I wrote a blog which goes into a bit more detail about my personal journey. It's called Rediscovering My Beautiful Feet and can be found on our website, theedenideal.com. If you'd like to share your story, please send us a blog, video, or anything really, and we'll feature it on our website. Next week, we'll be releasing the second part of this discussion where we delve into our understanding of what the Bible teaches about the true gospel and how it has prompted us to start this project, The Eden Ideal. We hope to see you then. Stay blessed.